all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. together people you gotta unite under one common cause I believe the cause we should unite under is rock and roll if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna save the whales if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna end hunger in the world if you came here tonight to hear about what war should continue and which one should stop. You are in the wrong place tonight, people. We are here to escape from all the bad news. We are here to have a good time. It's okay. Even when things are going bad, it ain't a crime to say, you know something? I'm not feeling so good. I think I oughta. Rock and roll on that, you party every day! You wanted the best and you got it! Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and I want to thank you for joining me for the June issue of The Kiss Room, the kickoff of our ninth season. I know that you all know that the world is filled with bad news right now. If you want bad news, it's everywhere and you don't need to hear it from me. Sadly, we lost some important members of the Kiss family since the last time we were all together. First, Bob Kulik and then J.R. Smalling. Both made sizable contributions to the KISS world, from Bob's guitar work on Alive 2 and Killers and Paul's solo album and Paul's solo tour. And of course, JR gave us the battle cry that is still heard today. I want to give a shout out to Anthony DeLucia and the Alive 75 gang for giving me the opportunity to meet with J.R. Smalling, to work with him via the Alive 75 shows. He was even in the studio at Monaco Radio where he said this. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. So yeah, good, good memories, good times. I was lucky to work with him several times. He was always fun and cool. So really... There is no other way to kick off the ninth season of The Kiss Room than this. You're in The Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest band in the land, Kiss! 
Kiss Army, welcome back to the Kiss Room. Right now, we're going to shift gears quite a bit. Anyone who has joined the Kiss Room Facebook group knows that when you join, I ask you two simple questions. Do you listen to the Kiss Room? And if not, why are you here? And two, who is your favorite member? And for the past several months, I've been getting many requests that all have the same exact answer, simply the letters, okay, okay. And it seemed real mysterious until Mike Rule from Iron Fist actually explained that okay, okay refers to Oliver Kiss. And you're asking yourself, who is Oliver Kiss? So I am thrilled to welcome to the Kiss Room, Oliver Kiss. Welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, Matt. How are you? Unbelievable. This is fantastic. I, I just, I think that most fans, even the most diehard fans, might not be aware of your, your place in history. Can you talk about that? Well, I'm pretty sure they don't. They don't know. I, um, I really don't have a place that much in history, I guess. I, I, I more or less tried out for the band in 1981. So I, I cut some, I cut a couple songs for them, but I didn't make, I never made it to the group. So 1981 at that point. So it's a transition. Ace is leaving the band. Describe like, how did you get involved with it? And, and what was at what point? Like, obviously there's a lot of Oliver Kiss fans because I keep getting these okay, okay responses there. There's fans that love you. Well, we'll get into that a little later. Why they know Oliver Kiss, but the story, 1981, I was in a group called Personality Crisis playing in New York. A very original group. We sounded like the Dolls and Kiss. I was a young kid, and um, I had written a song called Kiss All the Girls that, that got to Gene on a cassette. So they called me up, and he said, would you have any interest in, in playing in Kiss? He said, we're looking for a guitar player, but it's very hush-hush. Well, of course. So you're young at that point, probably about, what, 20, 21 years old? I'm about 21 years old at the time. I was only in personality crisis for a couple of years, but we were playing, we were successful touring quite a bit in uh, the United States and Canada. And we were from New York, and of course, Kiss is from New York, and they liked my look, they liked my playing. I mean, you know, we all of the same age, we liked Ace Freely, so I, I was a, certainly an Ace Freely fan. And then, so we, we had a meeting and he said, look, we can't call you. My name is not Oliver Kiss, it's Oliver Chris. And, and I sat at a meeting and he said, well, we can't call you Oliver Chris because Peter Chris, of course. So we said, he said, we'll call you Oliver Kiss for now. And then, okay, which I go by okay to this day because my name is Oliver Chris. So I wrote this song called OK, to, pr to show them what I could write. They said, we don't want to hear the songs you've already written. Can you sit down and write a song? So I actually took the group, my group, Personality Crisis. We went to a studio in Philadelphia and did one day a demo, this, a song called OK, or I'm OK, that I, that I submitted to Gene at the time. And it's a good song. And then I had a tryout with Kiss. So you were never actually in Kiss, but seriously, you have like a loyal fan base that keeps requesting they want to join the Kiss room. So what happened? I mean, as far as what was, you didn't get in the band. And so what was going on else at that time? Well, no, I, I didn't. 
I didn't make it. That's why I really don't consider this a place in history. I was just a guy that tried out for the group at the time, and I didn't make it. They chose Vinnie Vincent, who was a fantastic player. Then I, so I was playing in personality crisis till about 1983, and we had some record label interest, but it never really panned out. Then I went, Steve and I, the drummer from Personality Crisis, we went to Japan and played in an American cover band called the American Idols. Yeah, try Googling that. Um, <laughs> yeah, things that happen. So we played in Japan six nights a week, twice on Saturday afternoon, basically hotel gigs, cover gigs, corporate gigs, but they treated us like rock stars. And I did that for almost 10 years, playing covers in Japan. And we would have a rotating cast of people, but that was my, my gig. And from there, then it was 19, about 1990, I think, I, I moved to Rio de Janeiro, of all places, where I got into film production and music production and record production, because it was a little more of a stable job. And I run a school called Rock in Rio, basically in a, a, you know, a school of rock type thing in Rio. And that sort of goes to your, why are you getting these requests of Oliver Kiss? I'm running a music school. And oftentimes it comes up in the business courses or the courses about music, how I would have had a, a tryout. Or, you know, I, I tell the students that you'll get tryouts, always try out for everything you can. So a lot of them say, oh, Oliver or Mr. Chris, well, we're going to look up the KISS, the KISS um, you know, websites in America. And, and we had, there's some kids, they really like your show. I was aware of it, but I'm not really on the internet that much. I'm a little older. I don't, I don't really need to promote what I did. So they said, well, we're all going to go on the show and, and type your name in. And I'm like, all right. So there you go. I mean, that's sort of how I'm getting recognition at this point you're getting a lot of weird ones from like rio or brazil it's students of mine from the school and that's that's basically where i i am I'm, i do a lot of production work movie work soundtracks but i'm working i'm a musician that's what i do and that's that's sort of how i tie in that's my connection to kiss it was a lot of fun at the time. So I actually did see a sketch that looks like you did have your own makeup design. You know, did you design that? Who designed that? Oh, I did. I, I've done a lot of art, a lot of art classes at the time, and, and that's basically what I looked like. I was lucky because I sort of had the, the shorter hair that they went with at the Elder, like a little punk Johnny Thunders kind of hair. And they said, well, you'd be perfect. So he just drew it up, and I drew up a little a little um, picture of what I would look like as to, as basically okay, but then it, it never took off, so that's okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty amazing, and obviously you were able to share with us the song I'm Okay, and I would be thrilled if we can play it here in the Kiss Room. Well, I would love that. That would be great. For Kiss fans, I think you'll get a you'll get a kick out of it. It's a good song. It's a good song, you know, that we did. It's basically the band personality crisis, only it was my demo tape for Kiss. So we're going to listen to your song, I'm Okay, from Oliver Kiss. And can, any last-minute words you'd like to share with your Kiss Army friends and fans listening all around the world? Anyone, if you're rocking, go out, do all the additions you can, play as much as you can. It's all about rock. It's playing your instrument, 
be a musician. That's that's really my my message to my students. And this will definitely be the world premiere of Oliver Kiss's demo. It's called I'm Okay, and you're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Kiss Army joining us in the Kiss Room right now, all the way from Nottingham, England, are Stuart Corden and Kevin Simpson from the band Blitz. Guys, welcome to the Kiss Room. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks for having us, Matt. This is some of my most long-distance guests ever, I'm sure of that, and I'm thrilled that we can be joined together here via Skype. So tell me, where like, where exactly are you? Uh, not Nottingham, Kev. Tell, tell, tell them about how we... Uh... Where we based, yeah? Well, I was just going to say that, and you interrupted me, but yeah, go on. That's the singer's job to keep interrupting. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, feel free to tell him to shut up, Matt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it happens a lot. Do you guys live close to each other, or? Well, I'm based in Nottingham. I'm based in a mining town about 14 miles out, so we're about an hour from each other. Okay. So tell me about the band. I mean, obviously, I, I got in touch with you, I guess, via our kind of both love of Kiss. And so tell me about how did your band start? You know, let people know what's Blitz all about. Well, uh, we were both in 
different bands and uh, Kevin, our guitar player, he uh, he worked at a rehearsal room and my band was rehearsing there and uh, I noticed he had this really cool Ace Freely solo album tattoo on his arm. And so I went up to him and said, you, are you a Kiss fan, dude? And he, and he said, yeah, I've been, a, you know, since I was a kid. And we got talking and, and it, we both discovered that we loved Kiss and Queen and Cheap Trick and a little bit of Metallica. And uh, we kind of said, we should we should get together and, and do some writing because um, and do some demoing. So uh, Kev's got a little home studio and we went over there and uh, <clears throat> we started putting songs together and it, it, the rest is blitzery, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been a Kiss fan since I was about 11 years old. I went into a music shop in my local town and um, I saw Destroyer, very vivid cover, and I loved it. And the shop assistant tried to get me to buy ABBA. And she, no, you, you sure <laughs> you want, are you sure you want that? And I was, yeah, I want, I want this album. And uh, thank God it wasn't ABBA. I don't know where I'd be today if it had been ABBA. Although I love ABBA. <laughs> Maybe famous. <laughs> but it is great how, how Kiss did manage to kind of bring you together just by seeing the tattoo. When did you get your ace tattoo? Uh, well, I got my ace tattoo when I was, oh, God, where are we talking now? It's got to be 25 years ago. Uh yeah, 25 years ago, I, I decided to get Ace. I was going to get Paul, but I decided on Ace in the end because he's the guy that made me pick up the guitar. So it was a toss-up between Paul and Ace, and Ace won. That is fantastic. So the band has been around since what, about what year? Early early 2000s, mid-2000s? 2015. Yeah, we've been, we've been together about four and a bit years now. I was going to say, and I've heard the first album and the new album that we're going to talk about. It's really fantastic stuff. I mean, there's definitely, you guys have that classic rock kind of sound, but also what I like to call 80s metal sound um, with obviously there's some Kiss influence. So you talked about, you know, a mutual love of Kiss and Cheap Trick and bands like that. I mean, obviously it's some of the best stuff that's ever been out there. And you guys have managed to capture that kind of fun in these songs. So, I mean, like, I think it's fantastic that you've been able to keep that kind of sound going in a new band. So, I mean, kudos to that. I do appreciate you sending me the stuff so I could check it out. I really do enjoy it. The, uh, so during this kind of lockdown and quarantine, you came up with an anthem called we're all right. Talk about that. Well, well, go on, Kev. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, being stuck in your house, uh, well, it seems forever for me. Uh, I just started messing about, uh, just playing guitar, and I came up with a hook. I always like to call it a hook. Uh, and with technology these days, the internet, sending files via WeTransfer, I sent a demo version of, obviously, I can program drums to get a demo going sent it over to Stuart and uh, a couple of days later he says I've got an idea and uh, that's how it started really and uh, obviously Matt's got an electronic drum kit so he can take you know record himself and then send the files over to me I can record the guitars and Stuart recorded his vocals in his house 
sent them back to me, and then uh, the magic was born. And when you talk about drums, or Matt, I, it's Matt Davis on drums and vocals. We'll give him a shout-out as well. Uh, so you're sending the files back and forth, you know, and managed to come up with a great tune, and then, you know, obviously finish that. But And one of the things that was most impressive is that then you came up with a video where you had your fans and friends and everybody sending in photos with themselves holding the sign, we're all right. And I thought that kind of interaction with your fans was fantastic. The idea, Stuart rang me when, you know, when we got the song together, Stuart says, why don't we do this, which is what you've just been talking about. Uh, and I said, that's a great idea. And before you know it, we was talking to people that was local and all of a sudden it got spread to where I'd say New Zealand and to Brazil and everything in between. So we didn't realize how much it would have taken off, how, sorry, how it did take off. So it was going to be local. And then all of a sudden, you know, people from Brazil started sending stuff over and we was blown away. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't Korea believe it. at one point, yeah. I mean, what, Korea, what the, idea, the other Japan. idea, we had, we had a club tour uh, organised for around the release of our new album, our second album, Fight to Survive. And due to the virus situation, we had to push that all back. And, uh, and also, we're pushing back the release of the album to later in the year now. So we recorded a... It's just all been done by exchanging files, really. And... Um, we wanted to reconnect with our with our fans and our friends and, and just spread some posit positivity, you know. I mean, talking about music, when we were when we were kids in the UK, um, around the top, even before KISS, we had bands like Slade and uh that real you know, and KISS will admit they were big Slade fans and uh, and they took a lot from Slade in a way. And we just wanted that real upbeat party time, big positive vibe, you know, that we felt was it's kind of missing in in uh, what we're not searching for with this band is to be a parody uh, of of the the music that we loved as we were growing up. You know, we we, we are we are now we want to be quite credible at it, but we we're nodding all the time and winking to that because that, that was the music that really set us off as musicians, and um, and we just feel it sometimes it's ignored when you when you when you're coming out of the when you, when you're coming out fist in the air with some positivity sometimes um you know it's just what we do we want that slade vibe you know from yesterday really and that queen vibe anyway i'll shut up now <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i think that's especially now more than ever a lot of what you're saying i think is resonating one you're able to connect with each other via technology even though in a lot of ways, people are very much separate, but you're also bringing a lot of positivity when people are really needing it. Like right now, and the fact that you, you know, obviously via Facebook or social media or whatever are able to keep your fans involved and giving people something to be happy about. I think that's what I like the most when, when you first sent me that single, We're All Right is that you want to feel that, you know, you want to feel that we're all right. And I, and then when the video came out, which I was thrilled that you let me be included by adding one of my pictures in there, it, it, you could see the smile on people's faces. And I think that goes a long way along with, it's a great song. I mean, it's super catchy. I mean, I really kudos to you guys on a great song. I mean, the world's ready. For, I think the world's ready for some feel good rock and roll again. You know, I mean, we, we constantly, want that want to promote that you know that you know kiss at the at the heyday 
they, they you know they made your blood boil they made you want to get to a gig they, they had that thing you know i mean we even go out with a kiss tribute band in the uk called hotter than hell and they they play all around europe as well and uh, they're great and, and we we kind of we do a gig and we pack the place because everybody's there to have a good time and People think we're playing covers sometimes and they come up with ask for a CD after the gig and say, no, this is all our own stuff. It, it just kind of leans on all the stuff we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, and and uh, say we go out with Hot and Hell and, and, and we just have a great night. We, we, we do gigs around the UK together. With a, with, a, with a biggest tribute band that's not a tribute band. And that's been said about Blitz before. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, the uh, I think that's and it comes through in the music. Now, shifting gears from from the single, you have a new album that's coming out, but you have delayed it because obviously everything's at kind of a standstill. But talk about the new well, album. Well, the new album now is we're going to try and get this release for September, October. We are, believe it or not, Matt. We've written a new song and we're going to record it in the studio, proper studio this time. And the song's actually called, We can, I think we can say it, is going to be, what's it called again, Stu, so I get it right? We're calling it break, uh, Breaking Out. Breaking Out, which is going to yeah. be a bit of a tie to what's happening at the moment. We're not trying to rewrite We're All Right, but it's got that vibe to it, and we're recording that next month, so that's going to be a top-shelf production that will sit on the album. So that will be 11 tracks. And we're looking at putting this out for September, October, but we have to film a pro video for the single, which will probably one in a million. Uh, so we're just waiting on that. And the guy that's doing the video for us has filmed uh, Black Star Riders and Wayward Sons. I don't know if you're familiar with them, Matt. You know what? The uh, I, I've heard of them. I'm not that familiar with the music, but uh, you know, it, it'll be great to see a cool video from you. Well, this will be a pro shot video, this one. No uh, no holds barred on this. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe one in a million will be the first single. Uh, and then we're probably going to end up doing a video for this new song that we're really pumped up about. And we're going to add this to the album. So it will be 11 tracks now. Where Kiss is a big influence on us is uh, when we were kids and we were, you get your Kiss album and you you get all those lovely inserts and you get those posters and you get all that. It just sent you got a lot for your book. And so what we want to do is include stickers and postcards. And we're even looking at, um, I, I know you can't see this because we're on the radio, but we have a really good relationship with our artist, uh, Richard and Reynolds. And he, the artwork's kind of manga, kind of meets uh, Jack Kirby from the 70s, from Marvel. And what we wanted to do was include totally totally stealing from kids but the, when we when you got the uh, solo album singles they included a, a paper mask and what we were, were going to do is take the artwork and we, we want to create these three paper masks from the artwork that richie's done and include those in the vinyl that we're going to put out as well we're going to do a, a limited vinyl run and put those inside there as well just those nice special touches that you know it, it's great to in the world where Digital people are saying digital copies, uh, you know, people download sooner than we feel. Well, I certainly want something to have and to hold, you know, I want, I want a really nice product. And um, we don't, we don't, we, we, that's what we want to do. We want to present that 
we want people to get a Blitz album and we want them to open it up and to have a, a booklet and we want stickers and we want, we, we just, you know, I think that's the great thing about um, that vinyl from the old day when you get the, the forms and the posters and all that. And uh, we just we just want to reintroduce that a little bit, a bit more value for money, you know. You know what? I'm smiling ear to ear because I love the idea of opening up a vinyl and getting those masks, and I will buy one right away. And the funny thing is, whoever your designer does fantastic work. I'm looking at the artwork from the first album where you do look like superheroes, and there's definitely that that kind of kiss vibe. There's explosions going on. You guys are coming through the middle. I love the idea that you sent me a large shirt because there's, you know, that's wishful thinking to fit into a large shirt ever again. But well, the, yeah. uh, it, it's it's really fantastic. I mean, it really you do you do have a great kind of very inclusive vibe with with artwork and great music and all the extras, and it is something that I think goes a long way with fans and listeners and you it is something extra like you said when you're sitting there you pull out that vinyl and you get something extra it just it really does make you feel good yeah well and uh, that's what we wanted to, re- to 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 reintroduce that again you know so you get you get the track you get the booklet and even the stickers and those little touches i think i think a lot of bands are ignoring the obvious in a way and that is you know we grew up with all that and you know, we, we, we'd like to see that out again. We, we want to give, give people something when they come to a gig, you know. We totally not see, we're not searching for credibility as far as, you know, being stuck up or having his nose in the air. We want to be a really good rock and roll band, you know. And, um, you know, we don't want to be hidden in the dark. And sometimes, you know, a lot of... <laughs> we're not searching <laughs> for some kind of weird credibility. We, we, we want to be blitz. That's what we want to be, and we we were influenced by Queen and Slade and Kiss and Cheap Trick and you know, I mean Aerosmith. I mean it, it, it's it's kind of weird that in the UK when we were growing up, our older brothers were listening to like the Stones, and we love the Stones and things like that. But as kids, you know, we the American bands always held our interest a little more. You know, bands like Aerosmith to me were more interesting than the Rolling Stones at the time, you know. And um, if, if I suppose a lot of people in America might think that's really weird, but it's true. Over here, the American bands just seem to be uh, more colourful and more interesting. You know, we, we love Alice Cooper and things. You know, they seem to be more theatrical and uh, they take the escapism angle where, you know, you just lose yourself in it. And um, we just want to be part of that again, you know, try and reintroduce that a little bit. I think now more than ever, escapism is going to become more and more important because everybody's looking for a way out of this. So it's uh, and you've captured that. I mean, I was lucky enough. You guys sent me the tracks of the new album, which isn't even released. And a lot of the songs, they do have that very fun kind of vibe. The one song has you waiting by the pool, waiting for a margarita or something like that. And I think we can all identify with that. As we're learning, life's very short and you've got to get everything you can. Out of it. <laughs> we, we, we want to be that band that people... We, we said it when we first got together, let's write great songs, let's put on a great show. And when people come to see us, let's have them pumping the fists in the air, having a few beers, and at the end of the night, a big smile on the face. And that's been the remit for, for Blitz since day one. Uh, the way the way we got our, our drummer, Matt Davis, involved, uh, we both work in, both, both myself and Matt work in social health and care, so we're kind of key workers. And um, he'd come 
he'd come to the day centre where I work and I said, I'm working with this guitar player guy and he's, he's, he's writing this stuff I've always wanted to play. And um, will you come and rehearse with us? And at the time he was in like a hardcore metal band, you know, he's a real double bass drum guy, you know, and he'd, he'd heard a kiss and things, but, you know, his favourite band's Metallica. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a go. And we got on, when we rehearsed from the first time we got in that room together, we got on so well. And um, we've had to re-educate him because he's a fair bit younger than us. <laughs> so <laughs> I dragged him to uh, the Download Festival uh, to watch Kiss in England, and he'd never seen Kiss before. And he was absolutely gobsmacked. And at the end, he said, that was incredible. That was such a great show. And, and he, he, he didn't really know a lot about Kiss until then. So um, he brings that edge. If you listen to, have you listened to the drums on the album? He brings that real modern edge where um, he's, he's, he's playing, he's not, you know, he's kind of playing more kind of Eric Singer than Peter Chris, put it that way. And when we love Peter Chris, that jazz feel that he's got is amazing. But he's got that real hard edge. So, um, it does. It gives us like a, a real modern twist. So, uh, yeah, we, we've uh, we've had to re- we've had to introduce Matt, our drummer, to to uh, to Kiss, and <laughs> I think he got it. Well now. done. <laughs> so, where can people listening to the Kiss Room? Where can they go to find more about your music, about your band, about all the things that are coming up? Kev, this is you. This is me, isn't it? This is you. I've got my notes here. I knew you'd have your notes. So basically, Matt, to check on releases, we have our own Bandcamp site, which I don't know how big that is in America. Do you have that? Bandcamp, sure. Yeah. So you could get us on there, which is blitz.bandcamp.com. That'll tell you about the releases, and you can download and order the stuff from there. Then you're obviously the Facebook is a great way to see what we're doing because there's loads of updates on there. And that is uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Blitz Rock Band UK. So there's uh, two good platforms there for you, which is the Bandcamp and the Facebook. So really all Kiss Army, you need to check out Blitz. Go to those pages. I'll post the links into the Kiss Room Facebook as well. Uh, any last thoughts you want to say to your Kiss Army and all your friends and fans listening around the planet? Yes, uh, for the Kiss fans, that's just hope. You know, we can get out of this and they can get back out there. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say this. I'd love to see Ace and Peter back on stage. Uh, I'd like to see Bruce up there. I'd like to see Vinnie Vincent up there. I know Vinny gets a lot of stick, but <laughs> the guy wrote some incredible songs on Lick It Up and Creatures, and he's a great guitarist. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to be horrible about any of the members of Kiss, but I think for the fans, I would love to see Ace and Peter one more time. Uh, and I just hope we can get back out there. Uh, should have been seeing them this year at to Download. Obviously, Obviously, we, with what's going off, we can't. So for me, that's what I'd like to see. A video, DVD made, everybody on stage at the end. Life's too short. Tommy and Eric have done a fantastic job over the last 16 years. Uh, what All the stick that Tommy gets, he just does it. He's doing his job. And if he wasn't doing it, somebody else would do it. 
And for Eric Singer, he's been in the band since, what, 88 on Paul's solo tour. Uh, he's a great drummer and he's a great singer as well. Uh, that's all I'd love. That's all I want to say. I want to see Kiss one more time. Because who's going to replace Kiss? Nobody. Nobody. I'd love to hear just one last album, maybe a double album. Um, one, maybe one album with the original lineup done in a studio. They wouldn't have to tour with it. And, and another album with a new lineup, maybe a double album like that, some live tracks in there, a real treasure chest of an album. And I think um, I love Paul's production, but I wish they'd get a, a real big, big name producer in again, just to put a little bit of gloss on the sound again. And uh, yeah, I'd love one last last album to listen to, you know. So Kevin Simpson, Stuart Corden, I appreciate you taking the time to join us in the Kiss Room. We're going to go out with the quarantine lockdown single, bringing us all some positivity. We're all right. And you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Cheers, Ma.
Kiss Army, I hope that you're all right. Thanks to Kevin and Stuart from Blitz for taking the time to chat. So now we're going to go from all the way across the pond to all the way across Montgomery County so that I can welcome AJ Zonin to the show. AJ Zonin, welcome to the Kiss Room. Well, hi there, Matt Porter. Nice to meet you over Skype. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually laughing as I was as I was hitting the Skype call is that we've been friends for, I don't know, probably, what, 35 years, something like that. And it seems odd that that I am literally calling you <laughs> via Skype for this interview. And I think 2020, like, that's the hashtag 2020. I can't even believe we're doing it like this, but it's crazy. It, it's kind of like the kind of like the Hatfield and the McCoys. I'm up here in uh, northern Montgomery County. You succeeded down in the Pottstown area, so, like, <laughs> you know, it's like you Southern boys are a little crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, really, it's it's been an incredibly weird year. But one good thing that's come out of it, you do have a new single called Nothing. And I really want the chance to play it for my listeners. And I want you to talk about the fact that, tell us about first about writing the new song, but then also the fact that you did record it at Monco and then virtually via, you know, technology with Quinn and go through that. All right, yeah. So, um, well, actually, the song's a little older than I realized. Um, one of my things I do when I write is sometimes I write songs, and I get a first verse and a chorus, and then it sits because I'm I move on to something else, or I don't take the time to write a second verse, so it just kind of sits in the uh, in like my vault. You know, I, I got these, I call them my germs, my like song germs, and I have like tons of them laying around. And um, way back in the day, I used to have a a, uh, I had a break from the Outlaw Pants for a little bit. I had a, a solo band called Pop Z, and this was a song I wrote originally to be part of that catalog of songs, but it never got done. So um, I had time to start messing around with it again, and uh, it's just it's just it's just a, it's a cool little song that I wrote um, just about you know telling a girl you love that you know nothing's better than her, you know. So. Um, which is a lot of my songwriting style. I, I tend to write a lot about like happy love stuff. So uh, go, go to that. So the cool thing was, was um, the Adelaide Pandas um, came to an end and I was going, we were actually starting to work on this song as a band, but it, it didn't work out. So uh, you called me up and, the, and asked me how things were going and said, Hey, you got some students that are looking to record some stuff for projects. I went down and met Quinn. So um, Quinn's awesome. Quinn's uh, Quinn's very just easygoing, laid back. Lets me kind of pretend I'm running the show when he's really running the show, and uh, which is good for me because I got a little bit of an ego like that. I like to think that I'm in charge. And uh, we did a little pre-production on it. Met a couple times at Monco before COVID nineteen, and um, actually had a recorded version, but um, it wasn't what we wanted as far as um, what I did on it and, and, and the timing of it and everything. So uh, Quinn ended up having it be his semester project for the class with Dave Ivory. So one thing that we're going to think about, you know, when we talk about the year 2020 was the fact that till about the middle of March, we were on the ground and then everybody went, you know, separate. And the fact that now with Quinn, we keep referring to Quinn. Everybody knows Quinn as Quinn Vincent Invasion, but also his real name is Quinn Senta. And, uh, you know, really a talented young guy. And I think one of the things that I really like is the fact that 
we were able to continue the courses remotely at Montgomery County Community College, and you guys via technology were still able to work on the song. That's exactly right. It, um, the great thing was, was so quick, quick, quick synopsis for you. Dave got someone to play drums on it remotely. Never met the guy. Don't even, I don't even think I know his name. And another guy <laughs> to play some keyboard parts and piano parts that I needed. Sorry, I don't know their names. Quinn could probably fill you in. <laughs> and I re-recorded all the guitars and vocals in my basement studio. And Quinn and I threw um, Dropbox, Google Drive, a bunch of other formats. She kept sharing files back and forth. He paid, patched it all together, put it together, and we, we went back and forth. It probably took us like four weeks of back and forth with mixes and Hey, can you do this? And and Dave Ivory kept coming back and with suggestions for Quinn on the production, and for me to add parts. And it's brilliant. It came across it came across much more rock and roll than like heavy metal, which is why I wanted for this song, which is great. Um, one of my influences is Matthew Sweet, and I think it has a real Matthew Sweet kind of vibe to it, especially with the additional parts and everything. And literally, everything was done at my house after work. I was working. I was working remotely at home. I just punch out, go downstairs, record some stuff, send it to Quinn. A couple hours later, he'd say, try this. And we just, it was really organic. It was like looking through the glass at the studio, but we were miles apart. Right. I mean, that's been the amazing thing is that everybody pretty much can relate from work from home. And, uh, but I think in the end, you guys managed to come up with something really good. We did put together a short promo video that I'm using for Montgomery County Community College. So it's kind of like a like a 30 second snippet of a music video, not really like a proper music video. But uh, people can see that. Now, I know along with this single, you're also launching. You have a new Facebook page and give everybody the info on that. Yeah, it's, it's called AJ's Zoning Music. Um, and it's easily searchable. You can find it on Matt's page or the kit. I don't know if it's on the history page, but Matt's page for sure. And um, it's just, it's just the start of the page. I'm going to be recording four more songs at least for uh, like an EP, solo EP this summer yet. And um, hopefully be using uh, Corky Tom Thur, one of my favorite drummers, a good buddy of mine um, for that. And we, we might do it remotely. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but um I'm going to post more things on there, some background stories, pictures, that kind of thing. Um, so join up my page, share it with all your friends, and there'll be more songs coming. I might even throw a couple little impromptu videos of me just noodling around on the guitar. Like that. And nice. Any last-minute things you want to send to the Kiss Army all around the planet? Uh, yeah, I got, I got a couple things for Kiss Army. Hey, Kiss Rocks. I'm not the hugest fan of Kiss like Matt is. Matt's the number one fan on the planet. But I love a lot of Kiss, especially 80s Kiss. And um, I'm really sad to hear about you know, Bob Kulik passing away. He was, in my way, I always used to champion him a little bit because I always thought that he should have been in the band for a while, at least. And, um, you know, Kiss Room's great. I love all the guys in the Kiss Room band. They're good friends of mine, especially Anthony and, <clears throat> and Jim Zagel. Jim used to be in the Pandas with me. And he's a hell of a musician. Matt, you're the greatest, my best pal. And um, I'll leave with one little funny note. I think Ace should come back and wear Tommy's makeup. <laughs> there you go. You just send all hate mail to ajmusic.com or where are you going to go? You're going to go to facebook.com slash ajzoneandmusic. And on that happy note, I'm considering this the world premiere of the new single from AJ Zonin called Nothing. Amanka Radio.
where music and minds Army, I want to thank AJ Zonin for letting us share his new single, Nothing. I want to thank Kevin Simpson and Stuart Corden from Blitz for letting us share their song. I hope you're all feeling all right. We're all right here in the Kiss Room. And wow, Oliver Kiss with I'm Okay. What a mysterious figure, part of history. And you heard it only here in the Kiss Room. 
Recently, I was on a, another podcast called The Lipstick Panel, which is hosted by Greg Troyan, and we were kind of rating old, you know, some of the last, the bottom of the barrel of Kiss songs, I guess you'd say. We, you can hear that podcast. And one of the songs that a couple of them really seemed to like was Samurai Sun, you know, and uh, it made me think of this clip, you know, as we're kicking off the ninth season of the Kiss Room. This is January 2015 when Samurai Sun had just come out. And one of my students at the time, uh, Danny Moulton, was a big fan of idol bands, and she knew all about that. And, and, of course, anybody who remembers the early days of the Kiss Room remembers Chris Giordano would be in the background screaming information and yelling and adding his uh, content as only he could. And it reminded me of this clip. It's the same things they've been saying every time they go to Japan. It's the only thing I know in Japan, in Japanese, because every, every time they go, they say the same thing. Do you well, know what it means? No. Well, I, I, one was crazy. Uh, I, I like another, let's, let's go crazy, something like that. Anata wa psycho means you're the best. You're the best. Look at that. That's fantastic. Psycho means best. Wow. Yep. I think you're the best. That was Aww, not Brian you. actually posted this.
the smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter! with another remote set for all you Kiss Room listeners. This first song goes out to all the wives of the Kiss Room house band. You know, we've been stuck at home, quarantined with you fine ladies, and we want you to know, we still love you! Oh, 
Well, it's June, and some places are moving into stage yellow. It's getting warmer out. Maybe it's time to take a swim. One minute I was swimming, next thing you know, there's rioting, looting, it's crazy out there. I'll tell you people, all hell's breaking loose!
down the street, minding my own business. And he looks me up, and he looks me down, and he says, Hey man, what be this and what be that? The white gotta look like that. I just looked at him and I kinda laughed and said, Hey man, I am cool, I am the breeze. That's the first song in our Hell Trilogy. When we were thinking about what songs to do, Steve Campania suggested Hell or High Water. Fast forward to a couple days later, and Jerry Lee Watkins says, Steve, are you going to be able to sing Rock and Roll Hell? Steve says, I don't know. I haven't really listened to it yet. If you want to do it, rock it. 
And I said, what happened to Hell or High Water? That was the first time Jerry got confused about what Hell song we were doing. Fast forward a couple more days, and Jerry sends us the basic track for us to record our parts on. Steve says, hmm, Hell or Hallelujah? I'm so confused. Oh, never mind. Jerry says, isn't that what we decided? Which Hell song did you want? Oh, Hell or High Water. So without further ado, here is Hell or High Water. So since we already had the basic track, we figured, what the hell, let's do another hell song. So here is Hell or Hallelujah. Hell or Hallelujah. 
But when it is bad, there's only one way to go, and that's up. So just remember, we're going to make it through. This is Stand.
Thank you, Kiss Room House Band. Another amazing set, as always. Even done remote, it's amazing you guys are able to pull it off. Also, for everybody who was listening at the start of the show and you heard the Oliver Kiss song, I'm Okay, I'm going to let you know on a secret. That was actually the Kiss Room House Band. Uh, the Oliver Kiss thing is something that we've had going as a joke for a long time. You know, if anybody, if you've joined the Kiss Room Facebook group, you know that I ask you two questions. Do you listen to the Kiss Room? If not, why are you here? And who's your favorite member? Real easy. And for, for some reason, for a while, I've been getting these what are probably automated spam bots or whatever, and they just answer the same thing. Okay, okay. And it was actually Mike Rule from Iron Fist who said, well, you know, that's Oliver Kiss, and he was in Kiss, and we've just been making jokes about it ever since. And it was going to be an April Fool's joke, and then obviously we didn't do the April. The April show got kind of sacked because of the whole corona and this and that and the other. And, you know, it's just it's been a fun time. It was fun. But what I really wanted to say is to inspire all of you, hopefully, to do a song for the Kiss Room Demos Project, Volume 6. The Oliver Kiss demo, I'm Okay, that'll be track one. I know Mike Rule from Iron Fist is working on a track. That'll be track two. And the rest of it's up to you. If you're somebody that's out there that's listening that does covers of Kiss or you constantly post videos of yourself playing Kiss or whatever, write your own original song. We're going to compile it. I don't know. I, I would love to have a bunch of songs by the December issue of the Kiss Room in order to do Kiss Room Demos Project Volume 6. Think about it. If you have any questions, let me know. Share it with your friends who are musicians. Speaking of musicians, we're going to continue our worldwide travel of music. We're headed to Ontario, Canada to speak with Lee McCormick with his new single, Train to Heartbreak. And you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. I know I have to go, God knows should I stay or should I go? Gotta get away, don't wanna stay. Leaving tomorrow by some way. Get away, to get away, to leave this old 
Swiss Army joining us all the way from Pickering, Ontario, Canada is the host of the Tramps Like Us podcast, Lee McCormick. Lee, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hello, hello. Thank you for uh, having me. Uh, greetings from the Great White North here. Beautiful, uh, sunny Ontario. Great to be on the Kiss Room, Matt. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled that you can join us. And obviously what we just heard was your cover of the Kiss classic, Getaway, with your very rockabilly kind of spin on it. Talk about that. Maybe talk about how... You know, obviously, this is the Kiss Room, so we always talk about Kiss. Talk about your life with Kiss, and uh, give us the give us the scoop on that. Well, as far as Kiss goes, I mean, like Kiss was probably my first favorite band, right? Like one of my first memories is being five years old and going to my uh, looking my uncle's place and looking through his records and and seeing that first Kiss album, the black one with the four white faces on. And I was five years old, and I put that record on and just hearing the music, just. Uh, just blew me away. Like I'd never heard anything like that and just staring at the, at the album cover. And I remember I went up to my uncle and I was just like, can I have this? <laughs> right. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I took it home and I was a kiss fan. I was a five-year-old kiss fan in like 1979. And, you know, my fandom just took off from there. Really, uh, really loved the, the, the seventies kiss. And, uh, you know, as I grew up in the eighties, I was, I was a fan. My first kiss concert was the creatures of the night tour, uh, Toronto, January, 1983. And then I was a fan throughout the 80s, uh, you know, of kissing them a few times then. And, you know, I've always loved Kiss. And then the big thing, I guess, was uh, in the 90s, I really kind of became a musician. I studied music in college. I was really trying to make music a career for myself. And I was getting some, some, some gigs playing music. And I got an offer to do uh, a Kiss tribute record, which was happening. Uh, this guy in Oshawa, Ontario, was putting out this Kiss tribute record called Pucker Up. And it was like an Oshawa <laughs> rock city, an Oshawa tribute to Kiss. So uh, for that, I contributed that version of Getaway, the rockabilly one. And I figured, you know, I love rockabilly music. And I had this great singer, Dallas James. She was in my band. And I was like, let's try and do a, a rockabilly version of a, of a Kiss song. So that turned out great. And, and where that led was... Uh, this other cat was putting together this tribute to Ace Frehley. Uh, the record would become Return of the Comet. And uh, he invited me to participate to, with that project based on the getaway single that he really loved. And for that one, he wanted the same kind of thing. Can you do an Ace, another Ace song and kind of do the rockabilly treatment? And I did, uh, I did speeding back to my baby for that one. So uh, I think he played that before on the Kiss Room. So yes, you might be yes, familiar Steve. with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always had a so, love of rockabilly music, and that's kind of where I kind of mixed my Kiss fandom and the, the, the rockabilly thing together, you know? It's kind of fun. See, I was going to say, I mean, it's cool to hear Kiss was your favorite band, and then at some point, obviously, you became a big fan of, like, Stray Cats and things like that. And you talk about being into music. You play a bunch of different instruments, don't you? Yeah, well, I started it on drums. That was kind of my first love. But very soon after that, I, I love guitar, too, so I was playing guitar and you know, I really wanted to study music and theory, and I, I spent about three, four years at college in Toronto here studying music, and uh, I just love it. So now I'm able to teach, and I'm able to perform, and I, I play different sessions with different people. I can play drums, I can play guitar. I've become a songwriter. Uh, you know, I really love writing songs, and a lot of my heroes are guys like Steve Earle and Blue Rodeo and Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen and great rock and roll songwriters, so I've really pursued that. And I've been able to, uh, you know, put out some CDs and some original music over the last uh, 10, 20 years, which has been very, uh, uh, you know, very rewarding. And, and uh, you know, I love doing it. So I, just my biggest passion is performing and creating music. And uh, 
and I've had some great opportunities to do it over the years. Now, you just mentioned Bruce Springsteen. Talk about your Tramps Like Us podcast. I think that's really how we met, you know, obviously via rock and pod and podcasting. And, you know, how do you how do you land on doing the uh, Bruce Springsteen podcast? Well, that would that yeah, that's pretty much how I got involved in this this great community of friends, great community of podcasters. And I, I was a listener. You know, I, I listened to uh, Pods and Sods Network. I listened to Podkist. I listened to BJ Cramps, Rock and Roll. And uh, you know, after a few years, I was just like, you know what? I want to start getting in on some of these conversations. I think I can do it, right? And I, I looked for a you know a, a podcast that I could do. I'm a huge Springsteen fan. I know he's got a huge following, a rabid fan base that would eat this stuff this stuff up. I knew there weren't many Springsteen podcasts out there. So I started doing that. That was a lot of fun. It really kind of got me in this community, uh, guesting on other people's shows, having them on my shows. I've branched out and I'm doing a sidecast now called Rockin' and Rollin' and Whatnot, where I kind of focus on some non-Springsteen uh, rock and roll topics. And it's, it's just been a great, uh, you know, four or five years putting these shows out, uh, meeting listeners, meeting other podcasts, being part of this great community you know, talking about music, sharing all these, this great knowledge and this fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just been great, you know, culminating with the rock and pot in Nashville, what that we've done kind of the last three or four years. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of liked to run the, the jam at the end of the night where we get all the podcasters up and we just, uh, have some fun and bust out some tunes, you know, that has always been a highlight. And obviously you're mentioning Nashville rock and pod, which kind of leads us up to where we are today and your new hit single Train to Heartbreak, which was recorded at Sam Phillips' legendary Sun Studios in Memphis, Tennessee. You're in the spot known as the birthplace of rock and roll. Talk on that. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I'm such a fan of Sun Records, Sun Studio, Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, the last few times we've been in Nashville for the Nashville Rock and Pod, I've always followed it up with a trip down Music Highway to uh, Memphis, Tennessee to check out all the rock and roll historical landmarks and sites and all that fun in Memphis, right? And I, I think one of the years you came with us, Matt, and we did Graceland and we did Sun Records, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's so cool to be in that that little Sun studio as a tourist and they have a cool uh, a tour there, an audio tour playing tunes that were recorded there and there's such a vibe there. And uh, one of the times I was there, I was friendly with the guys that worked there and they invited me. They were like, yeah, you got to come down and record it, man. Of, of course, you got to do that. So so we hooked it up that the last rock and pod, I would go to Memphis after and record a couple of songs at Sun Studio, which was a huge thrill to record two songs that I writ, wrote there, um, you know, standing in the spots where, you know, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins, B.B. King, Howlin' Wolf, all these great rock rockers from the 50s where they recorded their songs where they they basically changed um you know rock and roll and music forever in this little room and now here i am part of that recording my songs trying to capture some of that mojo some of that vibe on this record and i was uh, i think i was able to do that i'm very proud of this and i'm actually releasing it releasing it on a, a vinyl 45 so it's very cool to have uh, two songs recorded at sun studio on a 45 RPM record, you know? What a thrill. So tell people, where can they get that? Well, if you want the vinyl record, which is what you got to have, man, it's so cool. The packaging is great on this. I'm really, very proud of it. And it will be on Amazon shortly, but there's a little holdup with uh, them stocking their warehouse. So best place to get the 45 now is directly through me, uh, through the website, moonviolet.com. Uh, you can get a link to all of my music there, as well as how to order this. And if you're one of those people that like Spotify, I mean, it's on Spotify, Train to Heartbreak, Lee McCormick, it's on Apple Music, you can check it out there. And I hope people especially will check out the video. There's a video on YouTube 
which shows uh, us in the studio kind of lay, laying down the tracks on that great night in August uh, last summer. So a uh, big thrill, and uh, I'm really happy to uh, share it with everybody. Thanks, Matt. You know what? They really, that tour, like you mentioned, the tour of Sun Studio, they know how to really pack it with nostalgia. And I remember being on that tour, and at the very end, they pull out Elvis's microphone and you can pose with the picture, you know, for a picture with Elvis's mic. And they got those X's on the floor like this is where Elvis was. And it's funny because, you know, having gone through that tour and you realize it's not a very big space. It's a small room. But like you said, in your video, you can actually see you're playing all the instruments. And I like when you walk up to the you're doing the drums and say, OK, this is going to be the take. <laughs> this is going to be the take. And it just, the, the vibe, I think that's the thing that makes it so great is that idea that you could be in that space creating this music that you wrote where like the legends of rock have laid down so many, so many songs. And I just, I think it's great that you were able to capture so much of it via video and now to make it available via an album. Like you said, you have to have it on vinyl. You know, it's, it's just the way that God meant us to listen to music. And it really, uh, I just, I'm so thrilled for you because I think it's just something that came out so great. And yet really it's, it is like, it's rock and roll right to the core. And, and I'm just, I'm thrilled that people can hear it. And I'm thrilled we can play it here on the Kiss Room. I want people to listen, but I also do want everybody to actually buy a copy and uh, be able to hold it in their hands and uh, you know have as much fun with it as everybody else. So yeah, man, I think I really did capture something on on this on this vinyl record. You know, like I've listened to the other songs that I've recorded over my career and they sound good, but this one's got a, a different vibe to it. You know, like I, I think I really did capture some of that Sun vibe, some of that Memphis mojo. You know, and, and like you said, standing in the same spot where uh, some of my heroes like Elvis Presley, where he recorded some of his takes. And now here I am recording one of my songs. Hey, what a thrill. What a, what a super thrill. I love it. <laughs> and even, I mean, obviously the history of it, Brian Setzer recorded there in 2005. So there's even more of your rockabilly roots. Absolutely. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. You can't get more rockabilly than a couple of song songs at a some studio in Memphis. You know? So any last minute words you want to share with your kiss army friends listening all around the planet, Lee? Uh, well, I, I appreciate the time, man. I appreciate you uh, turning some kiss fans on maybe some different record some different types of music here knowing that i am you know a, a true kiss fan at heart and uh you know this is uh, just something i'm very proud of so i'm very happy to share this with everybody man well you know what we have been all around the world today in the kiss room with people calling in from all over the planet i am thrilled to be able to play this right now this is trained to heartbreak by lee mccormick you're in the kiss room on mako radio where music and minds meet Take a ride on the train to heartbreak. 
what still I never learned. When you let the devil deal your cards, your heart is gonna burn. I played my hand and gambled on love, lost my only ace. Now I'm traveling on this train to heartbreak. Train keeps rolling, digging the black, chugging on down the Thank you, Lee McCormick, for letting us share your new song. I also want to send a shout-out to the following people who all shared the link to The Kiss Room. Chris Goff from The Kiss World, Candy Burton, Tony Mann, Hannah Raj, Bill Elam, Jonathan Saylor, Dottie Jones, Kat Mara, Matea Baccaro, Tony DeVille, Dean John, David Zanet, Mikhail Burel, Greg Johnson, Christina Green, and John Dennehy. They both shared it in a ton of groups, and I really appreciate it. Steve Javorski, Barb Hillerzuski, Javier Boster, Britton Mitchell from Kiss Cosplay, Pasquale Vari from the Kiss Army Nation, Scott Zagaccini, Ricky Cook, John Phillips, Roger Bernard, Bob and Meg Reed from the For the Love of All Things Music Facebook group. John Weinberger for Time Bomb Radio. Joe Belly, Mike Rule, Josiah Horn. Ben Harvey, who's the station manager of Monaco Radio. Bob Brodsky, Mike Simcoe, Chris Simcoe. Kevin Simpson, Stuart Corden, and Matt Davis from Blitz. And also, they invited a bunch of their friends into the Kiss Room Facebook group. I really appreciate that. AJ Zonin, thanks for letting us share your new single. Of course, Jim Zagel, Diana Zagel, Frank Galante, Jerry Lee Watkins, Chris Hartman, Steve Forst, Steve Capagna, Jody Havnot, Eric and Judy Wisniewski from The Electric Crush, which you can hear every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. on WMCK. You can listen on the TuneIn app the same way you listen to The Kiss Room. I love their show. I listen every week. Uh, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum, Ken Mills in the podcast, Anthony Porter, Madison Porter, and the lovely Amy Porter. And if you shared it and I didn't say your name, tag me next time or something. My air conditioner is broken right now. My mind is shot. It's been that kind of year. I think you all know. And with the couple minutes that we have left, I'm going to do this Casey Kasem style. Kirk wants to send out a long-distance dedication to Jenny. Right here on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Anything for my baby. I want steal. Anything for my baby. I'd be like steal. Anything for my baby. I'm in love and it feels so good. 
Kiss Army. Thank you to everyone who joined us here in the Kiss Room today. I want to thank the guys from Blitz for, for chatting with us and for letting us play their song. I want to thank AJ Zonin for chatting with us, letting us play his song. Lee McCormick, thanks for chatting with us and sharing your new song. And Oliver Kiss, wow, amazing that we could have Oliver Kiss here in the Kiss Room. Thabo, we're looking for you too. People, join us back here in July. should be July 10th. We're going to try and have as much fun as we can. Now look, in a time when the world seems more far apart than ever, I'm just glad that we could all join together here in the Kiss Room and share some music, share some talk, take care of yourselves, try and keep cool. In the end, we're all rock fans. Things will try and divide us. Don't let it. Kiss Room House Band did stand. Stand by each other's side. Take good care of yourself and join us here again next month in the Kiss Room, Omako Radio, where music and minds meet. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody lets you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird Did you know that 1 in 12 college students makes a suicide plan and for every suicide there have actually been 25 other attempts? Did you know that suicide is the second leading cause of death among 20 to 24 year olds? But with help comes hope. You are not alone. If you or a friend is considering suicide, talk to someone. Call the National Suicide Hotline today at 1-800-273-8255. This important public service message is brought to you by Montgomery County's Suicide Prevention Task Force and Monco Radio.